Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. We're back today with Abby and she is sharing with us her story, what God has done and what he has used in her life that was really, really difficult time. Um, to just be a blessing to others. You know, there are certain things in our lives, like when I, I spoke the first two days and talked about, you know, like our struggle with infertility, it would be really hard for me to relate to another mom who struggles with infertility had I not right. had that struggle. I talked sure. about, you know, our marriage struggles. It would be hard for me to talk with another mom who has marriage struggles if I had not been through that. And so I love that you're just being open and honest and God has used this in your life to really impact a lot of people and bring great encouragement that's needed. So thank you. Um, so we left left off with kind yeah. of a cliffhanger. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, so, um, so basically, um, you know, my pa- obviously my passion is um, homeschool and to actually encourage and help parents pull their kids out of a system that kids were never meant to be in period. And so often parents say, well, yeah, because, you know, kids are influential and, you know, it's hard for a lot of kids and kids are bullied and blah, blah, blah. But you always hear that, but not, you know, my kid's strong enough or my kid needs to be salt and light. And I just, I really, when I read God's word, because that's really what it comes down to. And when I look with my own five senses and my common sense, it's not just for those kids, those strong, um, really strong, solid kids that system is just as damaging to them as it is. Your kid is either ending up going to compromise Mm -hmm. who they are. They're going to have a very watered down foundation of life because they're living two different truths, or they're going to end up like I was and end up, they, they just don't have the strength. They don't, they don't have the strength and support at that age. They just don't. And I'm telling you, they just don't. Um, and so I barely made it out alive of that system. And I would say I had a pretty ideal setting and I still barely made it out alive. Um, but from there I went on, I mean, God spoke to me in such a way that he made it really clear that he had a plan for me, that it wasn't my, the the reality is it's not my decision to get to decide when I go home to be with him, you know? Um, and that's just the plain and simple truth. Um, and then he just kept reminding me, I was there with you every step of the way. I never, ever left you. Mm-hmm. I was there when you were crying out to me and you thought I didn't hear you. I was there when you said this was unbearable um, and I allowed you to live through it and make it through it. And so then it was time to go to college and um, I got to college and I immediately looked for all the Christian groups because I am like, I am not, I cannot relive what I just lived. I cannot be alone anymore in, in my walk. Um, and it was absolutely mind blowing when I found other people, we were still kids, but other kids my age who, who genuinely loved God and knew God the way I did, who genuinely chose, I mean, cause you're in college, you can do whatever you want. At that point, your parents right. aren't, you know, they're not around. Right. So the quote unquote, get good kids I hung out in with high school, 
they were probably good because they had to be good or they'd get kicked out. But now I'm in college and I'm like, there are kids who who truly are choosing Jesus. And yeah. and I ended up finding this group of girls. I mean, God knew exactly what I needed and he was so faithful to bring it. And we would have Bible studies just on our own on the weekends and get out the guitars and worship. And and I was just surrounded by a church and and fellow believers and wise counsel and amazing friends to walk. And it was like, for the first time in my life, I saw what God intended because now I was a, an adult and, you know, I, I ended up living a childhood that we aren't meant to live. Kids mm-hmm. are not meant to go through. Kids are meant not to be in those schools. That's not how God had it. He says, you know, children are to be brought up and trained in him so that they have the armor on so that when they go into the world, they can withstand it. But, right. um, but now I was an adult and now I did have all the things that God had intended for an adult, you know, fellowship people around me. And it was absolutely mind blowing. It was so incredible. And when we do things the way God has us to do them, it's just so fulfilling. So, but I'm still now, I was a strong-willed child. I was a strong-willed teenager. And and I've cried out to God for years now, Lord, make me quiet, make me, you know, the girl in the corner that doesn't speak out. Um, and he just, he never answered that prayer. I felt like it was the one prayer that I've cried out my whole life that God just kept saying no to me. So then I'm in college and I'm an elementary ed major and I, it's my last semester before graduation. And the last class that I need to get my degree is full. And it's a Native American studies class. <laughs> and I go to the dean and I'm like, I can't really do another year for one class. Like I need, you know, it's full. You need to let me in this class. And he said, I cannot let you in this class, but we can do an alternate class for you just to get the credit and get you out of here. Um, so he said, I have an opening in a, a women's studies class. <laughs> and I didn't really know what women's, I'm like, that's cool. I'm a woman and I like to study. Like, let's, <laughs> sure, can I bring coffee? Um so I was like, I didn't care. So I go to this women's study class and I sit there and I'm all excited. You know, I, I liked school. Um, and by day three, I was like, oh, oh, this isn't like, this isn't like <laughs> studying the women of God we're supposed right. to be. This is a whole, oh, and it's like my eyes got big. And then that thing inside me (laughs) rose up and I'm like, no, just be quiet. Just be quiet. Get the credit and get out. And it was like it, I just, it was in me and it just kept rising up. And then the professor said, and all you girls here, if any of you believe that you're attracted to a man, that somewhere in your past, you have been uh, abused by a man because you that you know that's been conditioned in you to think that you need to be with a man and there it was (laughs) and I I just couldn't I just I just I just stood up and I'm like um excuse me (laughs) um that's actually not true um and here's an example me like I wasn't abused I have an amazing dad and I hope to be married to a man someday um and I couldn't leave it there and everybody's like just sit down be quiet and just take the credit and leave. So I left the class and I, I just, I was so unsettled about it. And, um, I went to the Dean and I said, this, this is what's happening in this class. And he's like, just be quiet and take the class. You don't have to agree. It's not a big deal. And I just couldn't, because this was my heart. There are so many women sitting in there being told a lie. And if they could just hear 
that Jesus made them who they were on purpose for a purpose as a woman and the gift it is to be a woman and the gift it it will be to be married to a man someday if they just knew the truth. Yeah. And I just had this burning passion that someone needs to save these girls from this lie they're being told. Well, they didn't listen to me. So I went to the dean of the university and he didn't listen to me. So I realized, wait a minute, this is a state university, which means it takes it takes state funds. So I can go all the way to the top to my state house to the legislation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I, with my dad along my side, called our representative and, and one thing led to another. And the whole time I'm praying, God, just let me not be this person. Like, just let me have peace. And and like everybody else sitting in this class, they don't care. Like, just let me take the credit and leave. And God said no again. He wouldn't, he wouldn't answer it. And um, he wouldn't take away my voice. Um, and so I, I finally, and this is really interesting. It's only been in probably the last five years. So for 35 of my years, I cried out to God to change who I was. And in the last five years, I finally realized you gave me a voice yeah. on purpose. You want me to use my voice for you. And I had to wrestle with, I always read a gentle, quiet spirit, right? Like that's what I want because that's what your word says I need to have. And I always thought that meant I needed to be quiet, like to not speak. Um, and I finally realized digging into God's word and studying God's word that a gentle and quiet spirit does not mean we are quiet about the evils that are happening around us. It doesn't mean our personality has to be the the quiet girl in the corner. Yeah. And and finally, seriously, in the last five years, I've realized and accepted, not realized, I've always realized who I am, but I finally accepted who God made me. And the day I accepted that was the day that uh, people started calling me and asking me to speak. And I'm like, Oh, like <laughs> you did this on purpose, God? Like you want my voice? Like like people aren't just annoyed by me all the time speaking. Um, like you could actually use the way you made me. And um, so I, I just want to encourage parents to say the way that God made your child, whether they are, whatever their personality, whatever their temperament, whoever they are, he did it on purpose. He made yeah. your strong-willed children for a reason. And it's probably to stiffen the spines of others around them. He made your outspoken child on purpose because they are going to speak out against the evils of the world and they're going to speak out on his behalf. He made them the way they are. And that doesn't mean that everybody needs to be that way. He made the quiet child also because that is needed. And um, and that's the blessing of homeschool is we can we can have them for their first 18 years to teach them that, to remind them that, to encourage them of that so that when they leave the home, they don't wrestle with who they are the way I did. They will be in complete acceptance because they know that it was the God of the universe that made them that way and he doesn't make mistakes. Amen. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> what we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Abanella and uh, I am so grateful that God made you 
who you are. And I am so just beyond blessed to have you as part of this podcast in this ministry. I love your bold voice. I love your uh, just passion to be able to speak what is truth uh, because, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And I think if more people would be bold in speaking God's truth, we would we would definitely uh, live in a different world right now. And yeah. so, so keep well, speaking, and I sister. Think, <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I think back on all that I was through, I think God allowed me to go through those really lonely, lonely years mm-hmm. um, in my middle school and high school years where I was, I was very lonely because it allowed me to know him. I mean, I didn't have the distractions of right. the world. I had abandoned that. And, and I, I came to the, the most deep relationship with Jesus. Like, and I think when you, you have that relationship with God, you can't not right. speak truth because yeah. it, it, it's like when you're a mom, if someone goes after your kid, you can't not defend your child. You sure. can't not fight for the life of your child. It's in you. And so I, I, I thank God that he used those lonely times to draw me near himself um, because it's what allowed me to stand so many yeah. years later um, because I know him and he's sure. never left me and I love him. So, um, so college is over, but, um, I happened to meet this guy, my sophomore year in college, the most incredible man ever. And, you know, I had made a commitment very young that I would never, ever be with a man until God brought me my husband. And I met a man that made that same commitment and it was really incredible. And when we met each other, it was like, um, it it was incredible. We just knew. And I know people say that we just knew, but we really did just know. However, unlike Yvette's story where we got married like five minutes later and then, (laughs) you know, um, we both came from parents who really instilled in us marriage. Like both Jesse and my parents have been married over 50 years, both of our sets of parents. So we under, and, and generations up of marriage. And so we understand that marriage is really, really serious and it's a huge commitment. And, um, so we were both independently. I mean, I was a really independent. I mean, I went all through college, single, you know, lived by myself, had jobs, you know. So um, we were both really independent, but we knew that we would never marry someone that wasn't so founded in the Lord. And so when I met Jesse, it happened to be, uh, he was alone at church. He was there by himself. And I'm like, what guy that's 20 goes to <laughs> church alone? And so that immediately I was like, man, he obviously, he knows where he needs to be, you know? So we met, we dated through college. We dated way longer than we should have before we got married. Um, only because we were like, we got to make sure, like we got to put each other through every possible trial to know, because once you say yes, it is forever. Um, and, uh, we eventually got married and our parents are very best friends, which is cool. Um, and they prayed for us through all those years, but we just knew we, our first commitment was to the Lord. His first commitment was to God. And so was mine. And we just wanted to make sure that this was a hundred percent the Lord. So we got married and, um, you know, some people just have easy marriages or easier. I think everybody has struggles, but we, we didn't, we were both, um, strong-willed. We both knew what we wanted. Um, I'm so grateful for that in him because of my personality. I need someone that knows to when to put me in my place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the one thing through so many trials in our marriage, the one thing that I know that I know that I know, and I was just telling my daughters this the other night, when you look for a man, the only thing that matters is that when you stand at that altar, you know that you know that you know 
that no matter what happens, he will get to God Hmm. because there may be a day where he doesn't like you. You know, he's going to choose to love you because he's a godly man, but there may be a day where you don't like him. And there may be a day where you are fighting with everything in you to keep your marriage together. But if you know that, you know, that, you know, that he will get back to God, then, um, then you're going to be okay. You know? And I think you don't figure that out once you're married and you don't marry a guy in hopes that he gets there. You know, you better marry a man that is 100% there before you say, I do. Yeah. Because his walk has to be independent of you and your walk has to be independent of him so that when you come together, you can be a court of three and you can trust each other that no matter what happens, he knows that my walk with God stands. And yeah. and so we we've been through hard things. You know, we got pregnant um, and I had a full-time job and was bringing in a really nice income and so did he. And immediately the day we got pregnant, we just knew, like, I know that God made me a wife and a mom. That's the only reason I ever got a job is just waiting it out till he made me one. Um, and so we made the commitment that it was time to to bring me home and be on one income. And there was no way, no matter how many times we crunched the numbers, it just was not possible. Um, and because I have a husband that gets to God, he said, you know what, if we have to live in a tent in the middle of nowhere, we're going to obey God. We're yeah. going to do what God says. Um, I mean, that would be our dream on the side. But, uh, <laughs> Mine too, Abby. Right, yeah, it just probably wasn't <laughs> the right timing. But um, so we started packing up our stuff and getting ready literally to live in a camper because we had no other option. But we knew that we knew that we knew what God had called our family to do. Um, and we put our house on the market and and it was so hard because God wasn't showing, we're like, surely, surely he's going to do a miracle, right? Like surely he's not going to have us live in a camper, but he didn't. And so we were packing up to move into the camper and some people showed up at our house and they said, Hey, we would like to buy your house from you and then sell it back to you based on what you can afford to keep your wife home. But it wasn't until it wasn't until we said yes to God. Yeah. Like he didn't show us that ahead sure. of time. Full you know, surrender. It, took, it was a full surrender. And and it was my, it, it wasn't just me and it wasn't just Jesse. Like it, we were equally yoked in that because we both, you know, we both were obedient to God in that. So it was miracle after miracle after miracle. And, you know, to this day, I can't afford to homeschool. <laughs> and yet, miraculously, God provides every need. And so yeah. when I hear moms say, well, we can't afford it, I say, of course you can't afford it. But do you know who holds all the money in his hands? Yeah. The very guy, the very God that said he wants you to do this, but he's waiting for you to say yes. Yeah. He's waiting for you to say yes. And when we say yes, then God shows us, you know, yeah. then he shows us what he's going to do. And, um, so we we went on, we had several kids. Um, and then one day we were skiing and I was pregnant with our third and we came home from skiing and we got home and our house was not there when we got home. It had burned to the ground. Um, and it was another huge thing in our marriage. It was like, it, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And three weeks later, we lost that baby. Mm. Um, and so there we were like with nothing, absolutely nothing. And I remember clinging to Jesse as we had no home, nothing. Um, and we were like, here we are, you and me and God and, and the couple of kids sleeping on the ground at yeah. this strange house that we're in. Um, and it was like 
strangely the most incredible. It was horrible, but it was like that same God that was there when I was 15 crying out, Mm -hmm. the same God that was there when I stood up in that college class, the same God that was there when I was at the altar that said, marriage isn't going to be easy, but I'm the king of you both. You know, the same God that was there every step of the way was there then too. And, um, you know, we have a thing in our house that says he makes beauty from ashes and, um, he made beauty from ashes. They rebuilt our house around us into our own little dream house that we could have never afforded. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, my third, Winnie, who um, her her name is after her grandmother's, but it means blessed reconciliation. God mm. reconciled the lost baby. And, and if it hadn't been, been for that, I would not have my most precious Winnie. Um, and so God just constantly reminds us, you know, and I'm saying we're into this marriage. I mean, Jesse and I've been together 20 years and it's still not easier. It's getting easier, yeah. but it's still not easy. It's not a cakewalk. I don't think that we're ever going to have the the marriage that looks perfect. And mm-hmm. I told Yvette the other day, I've only ever known one person my whole life that had the perfect marriage and they were divorced three years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's going to be something we fight for. But what I know is that we're fighting it with, with the king of the universe, the God mm-hmm. who loves us, the one who created us to be together in our corner. And so... Mm-hmm. So here we are, and uh, it's been a wild ride, and there is no doubt that there's going to be so much more testimony over the next years yeah. to come. It's incredible. Can you even imagine, you know, what we've been through in the last twenty something years of our lives, and looking forward to the next twenty something years oh. of our lives, and just imagining what God is going to do? And there are oh, going to be totally. trials. There are going to yeah. be heartaches because yeah. that's part of living in a sinful world. Yeah. But the more we cling to Him. Yeah, the stronger we are. Confidence when the next thing comes, you go, he had that, he's got this. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean it's easy, right? But it just means that you know. And so I feel like every trial we go through is an opportunity to strengthen us and to remind us that, hey, I've got this, you know, so that the next one that comes, and then we can come along the younger people and say, you know what, here's what God did in my life. And, and, here's his promises. He promises you the same thing he promised me when you are obedient to God. He's got you, you know, mm-hmm. just, just walk with him. That's I mean, right. that's, that's the big takeaway is, is just walk with him. Amen. I, I've said it lots of times on the podcast. I say it to my girls all the time. Sin causes pain, but obedience brings blessings. Absolutely. And God blesses us when we're obedient. That does not mean that we're not going to have hardships. That does nope. not mean that nope. we're not going to have pain, but Clearly, listen to both of our stories. Right, right. (laughs) You know? Sure. And through that, I mean, I can honestly say, you know, I've definitely, you know, I've lived a sinful life. You know, I'm a sinful person. And so part of the um, consequences I've suffered have been because of my own sin. Right. Um, But I also have been able to um, just be privy to God's blessings because I've chosen to be obedient as best as I can. I mean, it's, it's hard. Um, because you yeah. know my flesh wants to do one thing, but right. I know God's word, and uh, and the stronger right. we grow in Him, and the more we know about Him, the yeah. better the better we live. He loves us, and he that's does. what we have to remember: is the reason that the reason that He says what He says to us is because He wants His best for us. Yeah, you know, yep. and it's not because He's a tyrant with rules; it's because right. He knows His very best for us. And so, when we Absolutely. follow in His ways. And, and like we said, it's not going to be easy. And there's going to be a lot of things that I'm never going to understand. And right. there's a lot of pain that I will have to go through that aren't because of my own sin, but maybe because of someone else's. Right. Or maybe just because we live in a fallen world. I don't know. But all I know is that I'm called to be obedient to God. Yeah. And that's that. Yep. And he loves me. 
<laughs> he does. He loves you. That's he loves awesome. me. He loves our listeners. And that's a great way to end. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited that you let me be on the cast uh, episodes because the truth <laughs> is, is I'm not really a cast member you, of the movie. You I mean, are. I'm sort of. You're an honorary cast member an honorary and you have your cameo member. shot and a couple <laughs> of them. So when you guys see the movie, you'll actually mm-hmm. see that and kind of towards the end of the movie and part of it there are a, a few flashes of Abby and I podcasting together and it's us together. And then us with a couple of different um, guests on the podcast. And, um, and so you, you are in the movie officially. Yeah, so she's so. not really breaking the rules by letting me. No, know. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you guys all to see the movie. Oh, I mean, man. I just, I, I just cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. But yes. before you see the movie, come see us in Cincinnati. Now, where are we going to Hebron, be? Kentucky. Well, you know, it's like kind Cincinnati? of funny. Yes, it's basically the same town. I think there's, okay. you know, it, it, it's the air, the, not the airport. We're not going to be staying at the airport. No. Um, the hotel we're staying at is actually the Marriott Cincinnati Airport Hotel, but it's in okay. Hebron, Kentucky. So, you know, just to confuse people. So, yes. Well, it confuses me because I don't travel. I mean, like right. I am straight out of the West and I don't ever go anywhere. So I'm like, where am I going again? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, we will be, if you guys missed it or just didn't write down the details. We'll put them in the show notes, but we're going to be at the Marriott Cincinnati Airport Hotel in Hebron, Kentucky. Um, it's going to be on Thursday, September 23rd from 1.30 to 2.30. Abby and I will be there together. We would love to meet you in person. Come meet us. Come and meet us. And there will be a form in the show notes of this podcast. If you're able to come and are planning on coming, just fill out the form so that we know. So just so that yeah. we have an idea of... How Whether or not anybody's going to be able have. to go there. How many water bottles we should have for you? Right, exactly. So we, we would love that. It is one of our very favorite things to hear from you guys because sometimes it's like, does anybody listen? Are we? <laughs> Hello? And we love getting emails. We love getting yes. social media messages. And I would love to hug all of you homeschool heroes. You guys are doing the hard thing. You yep. guys are doing the incredible thing. And we need each other and we're all in it together. So That's come right. let us hug you. We're yep. huggers. We'll all we're take huggers. your hand hug you. I'll yep. go straight up six inches. Mask you. free. I don't care. Mask free. It will be our actual faces yes. and our and actual no, ungloved hands. Yes. There is no <laughs> six feet for me. So if nope. you come to see me, you better be ready for a hug. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't want one, I will respect that. But it'll be really hard not to hug you. Right. We might just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll I'll hug each other it. on behalf of them. There we go. There's going to be a lot go. of hugging going on. Yeah. And I'm sure lots of laughter. So yes. anyway, thank you guys. Have a great afternoon. I hope you've enjoyed this week. We will be back with you on Monday with another fantastic guest. Until then, Bye. enjoy your day. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive, Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.